Darling Ar Uniwaves Ak Ar Express Bill 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 Jamma Express Radio Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change On Air. My name is Lily Mott and I'm so excited to introduce my guest who is here in the Express Radio Station with me today. My guest today is Sadia and she is an inspirational speaker, podcaster and workshop facilitator based in Swansea. I'm so excited to talk with her about all of the work she's doing. So let's get started. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here today. Hello Lily, thank you so much for having me. Of course, of course. And we will do a little disclaimer. Okay. Yes, <laughs> you do I have am cold. <laughs> I am currently sick at the moment so sorry guys if my voice goes all croaky or if I need to cough halfway through. No worries, no worries. Um, so we actually already met. We did a virtual Zoom interview for my yes, podcast yeah. and that was all the way back in August 2022 oh which is gosh, crazy. I know. Crazy to think I'm about. So <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Um, so I'm so excited to actually meet yeah, you in person. I know. It's great. Me too. Me too. I was actually telling my my brother, my twin brother, shout out to him. I was, tell- I was telling him, I was like, I'm really, really excited to meet yeah. to me Lily because she's all the way from from the US I was like all yeah. the way from the US so, so yeah it's lovely to be yeah, here yeah what a what a crazy full circle moment I feel like exactly exactly um, so I'm so excited to be able to talk with you yeah. about the work that we talked about on the podcast episode, of course, just kind of the whole story behind your work, but also what you've been doing since then. Since, yeah. And we'll do a little update for update, the audience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I would love to first start off by yeah. having you tell me about your background okay. and what got you interested in yeah. public speaking and podcasting and all this work that you're doing. Yeah, I, I always say in regards to like public speaking and stuff, it's something that I just fell into. Um, but I'll start kind of like with my story. Um, growing up, I moved to Swansea at the age of two with my with my family. Um, and I was brought up in a home where I felt like I could just express myself, be myself. I had a very um, bubbly character and I was pretty, pretty loud, pretty bold as, as a young girl. Um, but then when I started to go to school, that kind of I'd say fizzled very, very quickly because of things like racism, unfortunately, and then later on, Islamophobia. So I started wearing the headscarf at a very, very young age. And and for me, sometimes when I went into school, it felt like I had a target on my head, really. And it, it wasn't really nice. It wasn't nice to go through because at that age, um, you form your identity based on uh, people's perceptions of you so your friends your teachers and the people around you so if you're going into school and you feel like you're not really welcomed you feel like you can't fit in um, it starts to have a really negative impact on yourself and for me it, it really really did so I started to lose like my self-esteem that confidence that I that I had um, later on I actually formed a lot of anxiety and social anxiety um, as well so that was a huge part of like my uh, my upbringing and I always talk on that first because for me even though um, I had my school I also outside of school my parents took us to like um, to like Saturday school and even even in school as well whether that was at the mosque um, and unfortunately I would experience the same thing there so for me it was like there was kind of like no escape and I, I came to a point where I thought that I was just the problem. So everything that I was hearing, the negative things, for me, that became my own inner dialogue, I always say. So those are the things that I would relate to myself. So if you, Lily, came and, I don't know, complimented me and said, oh, Sadia, you have a beautiful smile, I'd, <laughs> I'd, I just wouldn't accept that compliment back. Or I'd think that you were making fun of me because because mm-hmm. of how bad it got, essentially. Um but somehow, out with all of that, I still had a lot of courage, mm. and I would say, you know, with with courage is about, you know, you ha- you might have a fear 
but you're still able to do what it is that you're fearful of, regardless of that fear. And, and for me, I had that courage to just uh, get involved in opportunities that my that my school had. So whether it was sports, whatever it was, and, and sports was like kind of like a comfort for me. That's where I was able to grow back my confidence again. So I started doing football. So in primary school, I would do football. I'd actually play with my twin with my twin brother and the other the other um, boys as well on the pitch. It, was, it would be me and this other girl as well. And I just enjoy it because I knew my brother was on the pitch. I, I had that confidence <laughs> yeah. as well. So it started with football and then I actually joined the the school's team or when I started secondary school, it's the same thing as well. And I, I dabbled into a lot of other things like netball. I just really loved playing sports. And like, like I said, it gave me a lot of confidence. And through that, I was able to start volunteering and youth social action. I, I was able to start volunteering at, at sports events. Um, but also when I got into co- into college, then I was also able to start to do my own sports sessions for girls that look like myself. And before setting up those sessions, I spoke to the girls. I was like, what is it that stops you from taking part in sports? Because I know that Muslim girls can take part in sports, but there's just something that's holding us back. So what is it? And when I found out what it was that was hold- holding them back, I was able to speak to the college and they were able to facilitate a space for us to, to get involved in sports. And that's when I started to, to really learn how, as a young person, you know I can take the initiative to do the things that I want to do I can get my net my network to support me whether in college I can find you know the people that are going to support me and that's where my journey really really began and I've just taken the same message on so in terms of like being being curious about saying opportunities having the courage to go for it and saying yes but also taking the initiative that's something that I've carried on with me so even though I don't do as much sports anymore I've kind of shifted into this space where I'm relaying the same message onto other young people in the sense that okay you can have a fear of doing something like public speaking but once you do it you'll realize that you know you are capable of doing it so so yeah I think that's in a nutshell and there's so many other things that in between I was able to get involved in but that's how it really really started in terms of like the foundation and here I am now I guess (laughs) yeah here you are Um, so tell me more about you addressed it a little bit but tell me yeah. about the topics that yeah. you address when you're speaking to audiences yeah. tell me about those I'm, I'm sure that it changes yeah. each event yeah. but tell me about some of the topics that you're passionate about speaking yeah. about so the, th- the thing that I'm most passionate about is speaking to, to young people, even though I do sometimes speak to, you know, um, people that are more experienced and adults. But I think the thing that gives me the most happiness and joy is when I'm speaking to my peers, essentially, because they can relate to my story. And when they see me, they just see somebody that, that's maybe like two years ahead of them or wh- wh- whatever it is. And so in regards to, you know, what I speak about when I'm speaking to young people or people my age, it's mainly about like confidence. I'll speak about my story, about how I went from having zero confidence crippling anxiety but now being able to speak in you know in front of stages of, of, of people um so i talk about confidence i talk about how do you set goals and actually achieve them like how do you set something in your mind and actually achieve that bring that into reality as well um i do youth leadership um workshops as well like how do you be a, a youth leader and that comes from a lot of that stems from like self-leadership so to be a great leader any type of leader you have to be able to lead yourself first so that's another thing that's another workshop and then the one that I'm most passionate about is how can young people create opportunities for themselves Mm -hmm. um and now I've actually written a guidebook on that as well because I was like I can talk and talk and talk but it's just it'll be maybe more useful if I just wrote (laughs) about it but I have a masterclass that goes alongside that as well and then the last one is about inequalities as well I just believe that everybody should be treated 
fairly, but everybody should be seen as somebody with a story. So I shouldn't be able to, I shouldn't look at somebody and just think, okay, because they're dressed a certain type of way, because they look a certain type of way, then they they are this, 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 and label them. Instead, I should actually ask the question of, I wonder what Lily's story is, Mm -hmm. and dive deeper into that instead of just, you know, looking at somebody and and judging them. So I talk about inequality as as well. So those are a couple of topics, but those are what I talk about. Those Those are huge topics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they've got more than enough there. More than enough, yeah. And now we're adding author to the list of yeah. titles as well. Yeah, that's so say, exciting. You could say so, that's, yeah. That's amazing. So tell me about some yeah. of your favorite events that you've spoken at. Yeah. Kind of set the scene for me. Tell me about some of those for yeah. you. Maybe some of the biggest ones, some yeah. of the most memorable ones for one reason or another. Yeah. Tell me about those. Wow. I think, okay, so I always, I'd say in terms of events, I, I'd say the first Sadia Speaks event always holds a huge memory, even though it's not a big event. But that one was the one that made me realise this is something that I could actually really do. So the first Sadia Speaks event, I was studying at the time, I was in my second year mm-hmm. at Swansea Uni, and I joined um, one of the societies as careers officer, and I was putting on different events. And I was like, hold on a minute, why don't you put on your own event as part of Sadia Speaks? This is something that you're already passionate about. Why don't you take one of your masterclasses and turn it into a workshop and do an amazing celebratory event. So it was in the month of March. Mm-hmm. We have International Women's Day. And I was like, I'm going to create this event. And it was, honestly, I, I speaking about it, I'm just smiling so much <laughs> because I still remember creating the mood board mm-hmm. and just setting the vision of how I wanted it to be. And when I actually came to do the event, it was so much better than that. So we had, you know, the decorations. We had like, um, uh, we had a dessert set up uh-huh. we you know we um we were able to and i say we because i had you know my best friend help me support me but also we had a couple of student volunteers as well so i did have a small team help yeah. me run that event um but we had about i think i'd say about 15 st- you know students that came and we talk about you know confidence and i think for me it's amazing to facilitate a safe space to speak about something like confidence just, and also you you'll find that people start to speak about you know the things that have knocked that confidence and that can be very um you know it's a sense of like vulnerability but that space of people start to support one another because the way that i run my workshops are through conversations so i'd always say that one will always hold a huge yeah, a huge place and and then in regards to um in regards to events that i've maybe spoken um spoken you know in terms of stages that i've taken i i, I would say madfest which is a um madfest is like a digital advertising um festival and as part of a charity that i've been involved with shout out to digi learning um i'm actually an ambassador for them and they they were able to take us to madfest to work on a brief so we'd work on a brief and then be able to pitch that to um to like to to brands and to a judge panel and then they'd actually tell us you know um if we we we'd go up against another team of ambassadors and I was asked to do a to join a a panel discussion with some huge figures like um, uh, Jeans uh, Jeans Burkog, I think I I think I've just butchered his surname, <laughs> um, but I think she's like uh-huh. director for something at at uh, BBC. I could be wrong, but something uh, like that. A big shot, yeah. Big shot, yeah. <laughs> and you know, just just and that was like it, that was like um, not sh- not long after the pandemic as well, so. I still remember having a bit of anxiety and, mm-hmm. and you know, we were, we were on the stage and I, at some point I looked up and this room was just like packed. There must yeah. have been about like more than 100 people in there. But we, we were talking about really, you know, how do you make that space more um, 
more more equal and actually bring in talent and create a space for for talent to feel like you know they could actually work in 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 the spaces of like digital and like the marketing spaces as as well that one was a was a huge one for me just mm-hmm. because of the amount of people that that were there and i have spoken in rooms of, as well where there's like 300 people but because it's on zoom and you don't yeah, see those yeah. 300 people you're like yeah that's in covid times and i think covid times did give me a lot of confidence because all the all the engagements that i did were on on zoom and yeah. i wouldn't have to see the 100 people the 300 yeah. people there but it gave me a lot of confidence as the uh, the things that i was i would talk about was mainly to do with the education system and you know the inequalities within the education system as, as you know, I think I already told you the racism that I had experienced. So I was really, really passionate about that because at the time we had the Black Lives Matter movement as mm-hmm. well. So there was a lot of discussions and I think that's where I was able to join in some big discussions around that as well. Yeah, yeah. You I know. think COVID presented so many opportunities for people to yeah. get involved and in, I think so many different causes and it was very intersectional as far as yeah. so much to get involved so, in yeah. and people had time to do it. To and do it, I think exactly. A lot of people really got the bug for making change. And yeah. I think it's so amazing, too, that you were able to kind of practice in yeah. that yeah. landscape. Sure. And yeah. now you're now you're able to do it in person. And that's in person, that's yeah. amazing. amazing. Uh, yeah. So tell me more about, the, I think, this path of being a motivational speaker yeah. is so daunting for yeah. some people to even yeah. consider. Yeah. When, even when they hear that, they're yeah. like, oh, no, public speaking, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sure that it's been really rewarding for you, though, to do this work. Can you tell me some about some of the moments that have stuck with you in your career so far? Are there any people who have maybe come up to you and told them, told you their stories? Or um, what are some of those moments for you that come to mind? Yeah, I think for me, the moments that always move me the most are, again, because my passion is basically empowering the next generation so th- the moments for me that movie the most is when I do have one-to-one conversations oh. with those young people or a young person after a master class will come up to me and ask me about public speaking yeah. and I'm able to, sh- to to share a couple of tips with, tips with them about that but just recently I was exhibiting at a um, at an event here in Cardiff um, by Child Friendly and they brought together I think they brought together about like 200 girls from all over Cardiff yeah. Um, and at the event, I was running like this, just this confidence building activity. It was mainly just a worksheet, but again, a space to have a conversation with the young girls that would come to our table. And I couldn't know there was this young girl that kind of reminded me of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and she she was like, I can tell she was struggling a lot with, you know, a lot of like negative self-talk. Um, and it was really heart moving for me because on the worksheet, the first the first question I asked is, you know, I, I put a couple of words in, in a box and I said, just circle three things that you think are stopping you from being confident. So it's only three things. So one thing is like fear of failure or um, fear of like being like uh, being getting like being embarrassed or, mm-hmm. fe- you know, those mm-hmm. types of things that I that, that I'd put on there. And she was really quick to circle basically everything that I had oh. put, even though I only asked oh, to circle no. it. And I was like, okay, so I took a deep breath. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, um, what do you, th- out of all of these things, right, what do you think are the, the mo- what's the one that you think you're, you're struggling with the most right mm-hmm. now, right? Mm-hmm. And we kind of unpacked that. And I just, again, I really saw myself in here and it was that negative self-talk of, you can tell that they had might have experienced a couple of things and it just knocked them down and they felt like maybe they weren't able to um, 
to succeed, whether it was in their studies or like they think about a career opportunity, a career path that they can go down. And they're like, yeah, when I look at the requirements, I'm just like, yeah, I won't be able to do that type of thing. Right. And so after basically speaking to her and going through certain certain like confidence building activities, like stop and swap is one of them where you take a negative thought and you swap it into a positive thought. Mm -hmm. And also being able to take that worksheet as well and on the back of it, just write a couple of things for her to then take with. And I just saw at the at the end there was a kind of like a smile on her face yeah. and she kind of asked me she asked me as well about the guidebook. She was like, you know, am, am I able to you know access the guidebook later on? But it's mainly conversations like that where I'm able to, you know, and and I know and I trust that that would have had an impact on her. Yeah. And I and I left. I made sure to leave her like I know. I was like, do you mind if I just write a message? which basically summarized everything that I had said to her but put it in a, you know put it in a message where when she does feel down she could always go back to that message yeah. and I said to her like just know that now you do have somebody that's behind you that, that basically believes in you and that's all you know the mission that I'm on that's all it's it's about because even though I you know I mentioned to you I had certain people bringing me down, whether it was teachers or whatever, that clearly said, that clearly kind of gave me that message of because you're from a certain background, I don't think you can achieve a certain grade or mm-hmm. wherever it was. Mm-hmm. But I also had teachers and mentors that were like, Sadia, I believe you can do this. Sadia, you can do this. And provided me with that support. And so I was like, if I can be that for other young people, then imagine where we we would be um and so that's why if it's conversations like that or you know small things like that after a workshop somebody coming up to me or after workshop somebody sending me a message and tell me how it's had an impact on them on their confidence maybe there was something that they weren't sure about deciding on um they're very indecisive about a decision but now they've got the clarity that's you know that's what it's all about that tiny impact and as long as I can do that for one person then that's that's all that matters to me definitely I think that one-on-one those one-on-one conversations and being able to see that impact yeah those stories are going to stick with you forever exactly yeah (laughs) and the individual impact that you're able to make is amazing so tell me as you're talking about all of these conversations and how you're facilitating your workshops do you have any tips for having really impactful conversations. Mm. I think that's something that we need now more than ever. And I think it's gonna be something that we continue to really, really need, especially as we get more immersed in social media and as we become more interconnected, but also further apart, I think in some ways. Tell me about your tips for having a really impactful Impactful. conversation that includes both people. Just give me give me your yeah. overview of how to have a great conversation. I think the the first step is always listening. Like the first step mm-hmm. is you have to always be an open listener, right? So like if you if me and you are having a conversation, I think it's really important to me for me to actually be listening to what mm-hmm. you're telling me, right? And based off what you're telling me, we're able that conversation can be more. Uh, more more deep and more more meaningful because I'm I'm hearing from you okay like where you're coming from and I'm like m- making sure that I'm very intentional um, whilst listening to what you're saying because sometimes what we can do is like we're stuck in our own minds <laughs> so you might be speaking yeah. to me but I'm more, I'm in a <laughs> different about the next thing, I'm in a yeah. different <laughs> world thinking about the next thing so I think that's always the the first step is that like that intentional listening because when you're able to listen to what somebody's telling you whether it's a question or whatever it is then you're able to to sh- to share but share something that will actually be useful to them because you were listening yeah. the entire time Absolutely. so that's I, I always say it comes down to it comes down to, to listening and also 
after that is asking the right questions as mm. well so mm. when I'm speaking to like young people it's like firstly having my listening hat on and then on top of that trying to ask the right questions and the questions that will allow me to dig deeper so if we're talking about I don't know something that's stopping you from being confident I want to be able to get to as much as I can I want to be able to get to like the the deep rooted issue right yeah, so yeah. then we can I could hopefully be able to steer you in the right right direction and I can only do that by asking questions but asking open questions not a question that's going to be with that if I say I don't know um Lily do you like this and you're just like yeah no (laughs) we can't go any further right but if I ask it yeah the conversation (laughs) just ends but um if I ask an open question though it means we can just investigate further so it just comes down to um like listening and then asking the right questions I think I'd say those two things definitely yeah. I also think with asking the right questions sometimes you'll ask the question that just makes the person light up yeah and they yeah. just really want to share with you about exactly. that exactly. question yeah. and I think that's the best when you're having yeah. a conversation when you get to see someone yeah. just spew information and get really excited Sweet, about yeah. it you know I think that's yeah. also the best way to get to know people the and people. like your the work that you're doing yeah. to understand how you can help them and okay. how you can mentor them. Yeah. Um, so tell me about what changes that you're hoping to see through the work that you're doing now mm. and maybe the work that you're planning to do in the future. Exactly. I am going to ask you about future events and things, yeah. but just tell me more about your yeah. motivations for doing this work and the changes that you hope to see in your community, yeah. maybe around the UK, maybe around the world. Around the world tell me yeah. about that for you. I just, the main thing, like, and the main mission behind Sadia Speaks is I just want to see more young people be able to show up as themselves um, because we're living in a world now, especially with social media, but not just, I can't blame everything on social <laughs> media. There's other things as well, unfortunately, where we are so afraid to show up as ourselves and be vulnerable. And I've been there myself before. It is really, really difficult. And with, you know, with the recent changes that, you know, I've made to, you know, how I decide to show up as, uh, as a Muslim woman, like I definitely feel that anxiety sometimes of like walking into the space knowing that you're the only person that's going to look the way that you that that you look um but not letting that stop you from still showing up as you as as who you are because I always say that if I'm able to show up as myself and authentically as myself Mm -hmm. and be vulnerable then I also give the permission for others to do the same thing as um as well and so the world actually needs more of us to show up as ourselves and we need the confidence to be able to do that. So that's just the whole aim behind what I'm, what, you know, what I want to do. And unfortunately, you know, I talked about, I briefly talked about Islamophobia at the beginning of, you know, the show, but it is on the rise because of, you know, recent events. And so my fear is that, again, that also stops, um, you know, young people, especially that are, that are, that are Muslim from, you know, showing up as, as themselves and like actually embracing their faith, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like, how do you give them the toolkit to still remain resilient and be able to still show up as them as as themselves? Because when you're able to show up as, you, as yourself, that's when the right connections come. That's when the right opportunities come. Right. So. Um, so, yeah, so that's that's my main that's like my hope and my mm-hmm. fear and what I'm trying to tackle yeah, from definitely. my work. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And as far as being authentic that's also how you get to the point that you want to be at I mean of course I'm sure maybe 10 years ago you never would have seen yourself being at this point and you know I think this conversation even like for me too this is a daunting thing and I think as soon as you can kind of put 
if you can show up in an authentic way and yeah. you can be yourself, then yeah. you can really achieve anything. You can achieve, exactly. That's that's yeah. a great mission. I love it. Um, so tell me about your plans for the future yeah. with your speaking career, yeah. with your podcast. Yeah. Tell me about what you've got in store. Yeah. And then I'll ask you more specifically about some upcoming events upcoming. that people might be able to follow along with. Yeah. But tell me about kind of those broader plans for you. Things, yeah. So the, f- the first thing is the guidebook. Um, I think yeah. I mentioned very briefly that one thing that you know I wish that school would have taught me is how do I actually create opportunities for them for myself and the and the type of opportunities that are not the traditional opportunities like a specific job and a specific you know career path but actually f- take something from nothing and, and make it into something how do I how do I do that um, and so I've decided to kind of put that in a guide in a guidebook and the reason why I call it a guidebook and not just a normal book is because after each chapter there's actually you know um, like a particular activity that will make you you know kind of work through and and put you know what you just read into action. Okay. So yeah. that's why it's called Can a guidebook. Can you tell me one of those? Like, what's the? Yeah. <laughs> give me oh, an example. Um, oh, this is a good. So, for example, one of the chapters are all about like building a support network okay. and about networking right so after I give all the you know uh, a couple of tips on how you can you know build a supportive network I talk about actually you need to start with the network that you already have so you need to acknowledge who's already in your network and so the activity is actually to break that down okay who is in your support network that can help you with this dream with this aspiration that you have and so you have to create a, some sort of like spider diagram and um, and you put down, you can, you, know, you jot down everybody that's in your supportive network, whether it's like your tutor, because some people don't even think about, for example, you're at university at the moment, mm-hmm. right? Some people don't think about how like your university tutors are in your support network. Like if you went to them, you know, when when I was at university, I had um, like mentors, right? Mm-hmm. If I went to them and I said to them, you know, this is what I'm working on, this is what I'm what I'm doing, they're able to support me and maybe connect me with their network. They have a network as well, mm-hmm. little yeah. things like that. But we're not. It's something so small, but nobody tells you it. Yeah. yeah. Right. And unless somebody tells you it, you're like, oh my gosh, like I'm studying <laughs> for three years. I've never thought about going up to my Definitely. tutor. That's you know my personal tutor now, and telling them that this is my aspiration, this is my goal, and just having that discussion and seeing where they can support me because that's their that's their that's job. Their job. That's, yeah. the, that's what they're paid <laughs> yeah, to do. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that's something there. Just acknowledging who is in your support network because when you have an idea that you want to do you always think that this idea is, is bigger than you uh-huh. so then you're just like how is this possible and it's just like it is possible if yeah, you just start with what you have down, and yeah. break it down mm-hmm. and your support network is there to, to help you with that so that's one of the um, activities in the guidebook and essentially I want to be able to get that guidebook into as many into as many schools into as many colleges so the age ranges from like 16 to 24 okay um, and I think 16 is really when you start to, it's, I know it's before that, but when you start to really think about what career path you want to go down, do you want to go to university, those types of those yeah. types of things. Um, so with the guidebook, the big ambition for that is to just get that to as many um, Gen Zs as possible and, and worldwide, hopefully. Yeah. So that's number one, that, and that's something that I'm really, really excited about. And then in regards to events, so a lot of the events that I did and a lot of the weeks that a lot of the week that I did before, I kind of saw it as like a trial, like a test, mm-hmm. you know, a test to see okay what's going to work, what isn't going to work, right? Um, and so for me, I really want to make sure that I'm able to give back, but within the community here in Wales. So in regards to the event, start to create like spaces but here within my within my city and then Cardiff and surrounding areas so that's what's really what's next for me and it starts with building 
relationships um, with the people in the community that are already doing that work and making sure that I'm going to the right the right places. So obviously the schools are one place, but there's other places like, you know, there are a couple of youth clubs and different spaces that, you know, young people go to, whether it's after school, and making sure that I'm able, able to connect and, and take my work there and, and spread that message there as well. So that's what, that's what I'm kind of working on, like behind the scenes mm-hmm. at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's also Pardon such me. a good goal with, I, th- I think, starting in Swansea and Cardiff totally. and Wales. And yeah. I think doing that one-on-one work that's yeah. more personal in those communities yeah. is so impactful, yeah. while at the same time having this book that yeah. could have international reach. I think yeah. you've got both going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's amazing. So yeah. tell me about some upcoming events or okay. workshops in the near future the that you'll be appearing region. at that people can maybe attend yes. and follow along with. Ooh, upcoming events and workshops. Mm. There is one that I'm currently planning, mm-hmm. but okay. I can't share any. Okay, I was going to say, yeah, don't tell me anything that you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, top secret. Top secret. Yeah, the, and but I will, I will be doing like pop ups. Okay. So this is yeah. something that I've started to do recently, which is again, it's all a part of building that re- building that relationship piece, which is really really important to me. But I do a, I do exhibitions at of events that are already happening, and so actually tomorrow I'll be going back to Swansea University for their. Um, their Christmas market okay, and yeah. I'll be selling the guidebook there oh, and that'll be th- that'll kind of be the first time that I will be selling the guidebook in person you can actually um get the guidebook on online and you should be, be able to get get it online tomorrow oh. so that's when it's officially launching yeah. basically but that's that's something that's very very close and then next week as well I'll be back in Swansea University but I'll, I'll be doing some sort of like careers um clinic mm-hmm. um yeah, some sort of like careers clinic where you're able to again come in and have like a discussion with myself and we can break down you know whether it's a specific thing that you want to do how do you do that how do you make sure that you are utilizing the resources that are available to you at the university because the university has so many resources and I've said it before on the on, on the show already but the students don't know that the students don't know that for example the studio here mm-hmm. I'm sure they you know they could book out the studio yeah. or they can come and visit the studio and, and use it if they wanted to do a podcast or something mm-hmm. like that yeah. and you will find students that do have those ambitions but they just don't know how mm-hmm. and I'm like the resources are there you yeah. just need to, you just need to access them so that's it's really important to me to have those one-to-one to the discussions so then I'm, I could actually be able to help you know that young person create like a blueprint of like uh-huh. this is where you are currently at the moment but this is everything that you have yeah, and yeah. then they can leave feeling like I do actually have something that I can start with yeah. um, some actual so steps yeah, to natural kind of steps plan it and exactly. instead of just having the goal exactly. looming yeah, exactly yeah. and so that will be next week as well I think that's the the Tuesday the f- the Tuesday the fifth the next Tuesday yeah the yeah, next me. Tuesday <laughs> so that's so if you're if you're a Swansea University student that's for you as well and then again all the other things will be for the for the new year uh-huh. so yeah. in regards to the events um, that I'm still currently planning um, so I can't share much yeah, information so top secret <laughs> Um, but 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 yeah, but I will make sure to keep you updated, Definitely. and then you can you can share with yeah, your absolutely. with your listeners. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I have the signature question for you, and you already oh. answered this on the podcast, okay. but I'll have you answer it again. Okay, yeah. um, lots of young people, especially college students, mm-hmm. university students, want yeah. to create change and yeah. make a difference, but they may not know how to get started with that work. Yeah. What advice would you have for those people who may be listening? Yeah, I'd say um, to find somebody that's. If it's work that somebody's done 
before or something similar to that to try find those people and and see if you can get mentored by them see if you can sit down and have a conversation with them because it's always it's always so daunting and, and I've been in that place and I'm still in that place where I'm like I actually don't know what I'm doing I'll yeah. give you a top secret I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> I'm on this you, any of us really yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just on this mission and I'm like I, the how is not in my hands exactly I'm you've got like the what you've got like, keep yeah. going <laughs> literally right and so but one thing that I do try to do is always find the people that are already there and try to connect with them and you can connect with them because you've got LinkedIn, for example, you've got Instagram, you've got, you know, and, and sometimes people will send a message to somebody and they're like, oh, they didn't respond. I'm like, okay, did you try their email? <laughs> did you also try their Instagram? Did you, did you try everywhere? <laughs> did you try, did you try, you know, and just, you know, reaching out to them and then, I also get that question of like, how do I reach out to them? And you just simply reach out to, out to them, tell them, you know, that you respect the, the work that they're doing and explain to them where you're currently at, but also explain how you want them to help you. Because if you make that ask very, very clear, then they could kind of look at it and be like, oh, yeah, that's some, a, t- a 10 minute conversation. That's something that I can do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um so I was I would say like reach out to find mentors because they already have the blueprint that you can kind of use. Um, it won't be the same, like your journey is not gonna be the same as theirs, but you can definitely take some things from their journey and utilize it so you can start your own journey. So yeah. I was I think that would be like my number one tip is like find like mentors and people that are already in that space and really, really utilize the resources that we have, whether it's like, you know, so like podcasts and things like that. So I love listening to podcasts now of like, you know, entrepreneurs, serial entrepreneurs, social entrepreneurs, and just listen to their story because it's really nice to also get the reassurance sometimes that you are on the right track and you mm-hmm. might not be where you want to be right now, but you are on on the way there basically. Yeah. And when you listen to other people's stories, that's the vibe that I always exactly, get, exactly. right? Everyone's been through it. Everyone's, everyone's been through been it. been at this point. Exactly. <laughs> like just listening to them. <laughs> I think it's so comforting to hear that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so, amazing. I'd say you utilizing social, like you know, social media as well for for that because as as Gen Z, we do have you know the resource of like social media, like YouTube, actually being able to you know actually find out from other people's stories whether they're successful. I always talk about business because that's kind mm-hmm. of where that's the direction I'm heading. But it is really really amazing that we get to have that insight. Whereas like you know. 20 years before mm-hmm. we we wouldn't have had that insight right it would have it would have been just um it would have been given to just a select few people mm-hmm. but now we have access to that so making sure that we that we use that so i think that would definitely be the main thing that i'd say and the second thing i'd say is just like start like if you know what if you know your why so if you know why you're doing what you want to do so this change that you want to make you need to know why like what is it about that change right and why is it so important to you i think you you see you asked me this question right in this podcast today but if you know why you're doing what you're doing even in hardship you're still going to be able to to basically carry on and that's what i found with my own self like this year hasn't been an easy year for me and i've had a lot happen in like my personal life but because in the back of my mind i know why and the papers behind Sadia speaks i can still kind of keep the boat sailing if that makes sense so like knowing your why and making that why so strong that you can build a foundation for whatever it is that you want to to do and whatever it is that you want to achieve yeah i think that's motivation that just keeps you going you have to be passionate about especially if you are going to go on this adventure that you've got yes (laughs) you have to have a reason that you're doing it otherwise i think burnout is so common with things which is it's you just got to have something that will get 
get you up in the morning and keep you going. Keep you going. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what are the best ways for people to follow along with you and the work that you're doing and stay updated on all these events that are coming up and everything? I mean, they can follow me on um, everywhere, actually, aside to speak. So on Instagram, TikTok. Um, my LinkedIn is just um, Sadia Abu Baker. So and how I spell my name is S-A-D-I-A and speaks after that. So you can find the podcast everywhere now. You can find it on YouTube, on all the podcasting platforms. Um, and then my my LinkedIn, in case anybody is on LinkedIn, is um, S-A-D-I-A. And then my surname is A-B-U-B-A-K-E-R. Um, and, and yeah, that's the best way to, to keep in contact, basically. <laughs> yeah, everybody thank has you. to go and give the podcast a listen. Yes. <laughs> yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening to this. If you want to talk you. about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email yeah. at lily at bethechangepodcast.org or on Instagram at bethechangepodcast. And, of yeah. course, check out Sadia's Instagram, LinkedIn, everything, YouTube. Yeah. Um, next week, I'm going to be joined by Agath Dejoud. I'm mm-hmm. sure that I messed up her name. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's French yeah. and she speaks English as well and she does her podcast in both languages so super excited to talk with her but she is based in Cardiff and she's raising awareness about environmental politics Mm -hmm. so listen live to that interview at 5 p.m. next week and until then be the change you wish to see in the world bye guys thank Thank you so so much for coming on you're an amazing host oh thank you thank you thank you everyone (laughs) Bye. bye now